0: a podcast series taking a deeper look into entertainment and media. Your hosts, Joseph and Michelle Whalen, a husband and wife team of pop culture fanatics, are exploring all things from music and movies to television and fandom.
1: Welcome to Insights into Entertainment. This is episode 136, The Return of Disney Wars and Franchise Favorites. I'm your host, Joseph Whalen, and my warm and caring co-host, Michelle Whalen.
0: Hi, everyone.
1: How are you doing today, dear?
0: I'm doing well. How are you?
1: I'm freaking awesome. How was your week this week?
0: Um, it's, you know.
1: Almost over. Thank God. That's the important part. Yeah, yeah. So, anything exciting happened this week? Nothing The recap? Nothing like that?
0: end of the month beginning of the month Groundhog day he saw his shadow six more weeks of winter but it's 50 degrees out and the snow is melting right Get, there's your there's your <laughs> weekly recap done
1: and until tomorrow <laughs> when it drops to like 30 degrees again
0: yeah and freezes so. Yeah, yeah so yay Jersey
1: <laughs> so this week in our Disney <laughs> detective, We'll be talking about Abigail Disney firing a shot across Bob Chappick's bow, while Disney reveals their avenging expansion in Paris. Then in our Tales from the Edge of the Galaxy, the Golden One returns to the franchise, and the Galactic Star Cruiser itinerary is finally revealed to be incredibly lackluster. (laughs) And in our entertainment news, Iger on Movies... Plus, walking out on the masked singer, and then we'll finish up with a few insightful picks of the week, and a few afterthoughts this week. A new one you just found, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. We've never been to this one. Nope, <coughs> it's the first year for that
0: one. Mm, I don't think so. I think it said oh like God. six years or something. I don't might know. Might
1: be a might be a jewel that we are weren't aware of before, right? Before we get into all that, I would invite our listening and viewing audience to subscribe to the podcast. You can get audio versions of this podcast listed as insights into entertainment. Video versions of all the network's podcasts can be found listed as insights into things. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast. I would also invite you to write in, give us your feedback, tell us how we're doing, give us your picks for some conventions that we can plug for you. You can email us at comments at insightsintothings.com. You can hit us on Twitter at insights underscore things. We're on Facebook at facebook.com/slash insights into things podcast. We're also on Instagram at Instagram.com slash insights into things. Or you can find links to all these and more on our official website at insightsintothings.com. Ready to get going? Sure. Here we go. Go for Disney detective.
0: So Disney heiress daughter of Roy E. Disney and granddaughter of Roy O. Disney, Abigail Disney, has been a fervent supporter and advocate for workers' rights. So uh, the other night, January 24th, Abigail Disney expanded on her thoughts about the legacy of Disney and the current Bob Chepik era following a screening of her documentary, uh, The American Dream and Other Fairy Tales at Sundance Film Festival. Synonymous with l- joy, love, and happiness, the Walt Disney Company have aimed to deliver their magic for the past century. From Star Wars to Splash Mountain, Avengers Campus to Animal Kingdom, Disney is one of the biggest entertainment enterprises worldwide. As Disney hurtles towards the its centennial, uh, the few uh, past years have been tarred by multiple callouts. ...of the Mouse House stemmed from cast member working conditions, profits over guest experience, and the running and development of Disney brand, notably the theme park's uh, provision of its corporation. Disney has never been exempt from criticism, but ever since the arrival of Bob Chapik as Disney CEO following the departure of Bob Iger... Guests and reportedly cast members, too, have been critical of the uh, um, corporation. So from a Disney Parks perspective, fans have seen the arrival of the controversial Disney Genie Plus system and the individual Lightning Lane selection following the end of the free FastPass Plus system while call-outs have been made for the overall caretaking of the parks, such as Central Florida's Walt Disney World Resort and anger at cast member pay. Abigail Disney's documentary, The American Dream and Other Fairy Tales, examines workers at the U.S. Domestic Parks, Disneyland Resort, and Walt Disney World, The documentary director and philanthropist recently spoke to The Hollywood Reporter prior to her movie's debut at Sundance. And she said, in part, Bob Chepik was the guy who presided over all of the changes at Disneyland and Disney World that we're talking about in this film. Excuse me. <clears throat> dynamic scheduling, a euphemism for jerking them around so that they can't get a second job and they can never make 40 hours a week and they don't qualify for health care. She continued, taking a department from 250, shaving it to 200, and expecting them to all do the same work in the same amount of time. There are thousand ways... There are a thousand ways that they've been cost-cutting, and much of it came from Bob Chepik and under his command. So I don't really have very optimistic expectations. If anything, it'll probably get worse. Now, following the premiere of her documentary, the heiress expanded on her her remarks during a live Q&A. She offered her sentiments focusing on a uh, consumer-based push to take charge of corporations that do not treat their workers well. She had said, this is an Amazon problem and a Walmart problem and a McDonald's problem. You do have the ultimate power, more power than any CEO as a consumer to withhold your money from companies that are doing it wrong and spend it at companies that are doing it right. Uh, Roy O. Disney co-produced the documentary, which follows the lives of theme park workers and their journey into activism. Abigail Disney also said that the company was just as abusive and ex- uh, exploitive of their uh, customers as they have been of their cast members, adding that Disney has been driving prices up to ridiculous levels and charging unbelievable amounts for hamburgers and so forth and stripping service away. Recently, during the Disney earnings call CFO, Christine McCarthy stated that portion sizes would be reduced. The news was later supplemented by multiple sources confirming that along with the portion reduction, the price of food and drinks had been increased. So just last week, it was reported that Bob Chepik took away an incredible salary during what can only be described as one of the most troubling times in Disney Park history, pandemic and all. It is not too long ago that the Walt Disney Company had laid off hundreds of workers to cope with the results of the of a COVID world. The report also adds that we'll hold your money from the companies that are exploiting people, she said. You don't really need to take a trip if you feel like it's not a reflection of your values. I think it's natural. it Yeah, I think there's a natural affinity between customers and workers, and they need to make common cause together to change companies, she said. Abigail Disney is not the only one to comment on Disney's recent practices. Currently, a petition has gone viral, which obviously calls Bob Chepik to be fired as Disney's CEO. The petition was reportedly co-signed by many Disney Park cast members and fans as well.
1: And this doesn't surprise me one little bit at all. Nope. This we've is, been... We've been discussing this for months and months now.
0: Almost a year, really, Easily, when you think yeah. about it. You know? Yeah.
1: And, you know, to find out that they're going to go even further with reducing portion sizes and increasing costs.
0: Well, I had known about the the price increase because that we even talked about a couple of weeks ago, there was a couple of different reports of guests that had said, you know, oh, this was like 25 cents more, this is 50 cents more, this is a dollar more. But I had never heard anything about the portion sizes going down with it as well. So now it's like, why even, you know, obviously, okay, if you really want to go, go, but don't spend money on food (laughs) because... You're not gonna you're gonna be paying, you know, twenty percent more and getting thirty percent less for your well, your money. And it's, it's
1: difficult to go down there and go to a Disney park and not spend money oh, on food. Yeah. They make it exceedingly difficult.
0: Right. Right.
1: But uh you know, it's good to see that that Abigail Disney's still fighting that. She's good still fight.
0: fighting the fight. She, you know, don't give them your money. She and, really
1: doesn't like Disney <laughs> at this point.
0: And you know, and you and you gotta feel for somebody where, you know, this is your family, this it's is your, your legacy, it's your family
1: name, and they're they're selling your family name.
0: And and we're you know, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure she still gets something, you know.
1: Well, I'm sure she still owns a significant amount of Disney stock and she's getting dividends from it.
0: Right. So to say, don't go and spend your money here, that's affecting her as, as well. It's funny
1: how she, it seems as though her, her biggest beef is with the theme parks though. Mm. She hasn't seemed to have chimed in much as far as the other.
0: Well, because probably, avenues. I guess, with the movies and, and things like well, that. Well, you look at all the
1: stores they just shut down and all the people they put out well, of work, yeah. she never never chimed in on that.
0: Yeah, she didn't. And maybe that's, and I don't know how the the divisions are, right, you know, with if you everything. if you're going to be a
1: champion of the workers, you have to say something you have to about do everything. laying off that many people yeah. by shutting down those stores just, you know, out of the blue. Right, right. Which, again, is another thing where that was a lot of people can't get to Disney.
0: Right, so and that a Disney was an store, of right? Disney
1: was mm-hmm. that was their ability to go, and, and like I, I don't maybe they're relying so much on their e-commerce side of things with that, but
0: well, and the Disney
1: store was an experience,
0: right? It wasn't like just going to Walmart or right. Target or something. Yes, it was an experience, and especially when they had those little. Added monthly, bi-monthly events. events, It was kind of like, okay, well, I can't do Halloween in the park.
1: Your Disney Goodwill ambassadors around the world, yeah,
0: yeah, bringing that little bit
1: of magic, and you just decided to stop doing that Mm -hmm. for no good reason.
0: Well, and I think again, a lot of it's the the e-commerce side of things. The you know, you have a lot of
1: right, and you can sell through that, mm -hmm. but you can't bring that experience through
0: that. Right, exactly. No, I so, know.
1: Anyway. So what's Disney doing? Disney doing something in Paris, right? What are they doing out there?
0: <laughs> so here's some positive Disney news. So Disney just gave us some serious, exciting information about one of its upcoming expansions within the Disney parks. So obviously we know a lot of things are coming to the Disney resorts. Uh, so we have the Tron coaster at the Magic Kingdom, Guardians of the Galaxy, Cosmic Rewind in Epcot, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad uh, in Disneyland in Southern California and now internationally... Uh, some guests in Disneyland Paris are going to see uh, the Avengers Campus expansion. So the first version of the Marvel-centric land opened in Disneyland's California Adventure last year and features a whole host of Disney, uh, I'm sorry, Marvel-themed attractions and entertainment. And recently Disney revealed that some very exciting visuals for this new land which are now going to be coming to Disneyland Paris. So in the photo. They have a brand new Iron Man coaster uh, vehicle that they show, and the ride will replace Disneyland Paris's version of the Rock and Roller Coaster. While there is not an exact opening date for Avengers Campus at Disneyland Paris, guests should be excited after seeing this new art, as well as all of the available things that will be coming to Disney's adventure Uh, Avengers campus in Anaheim. So the Disneyland Paris will be themed completely around the Marvel cinematic universe and will feature countless Marvel characters like Iron Man, Dr. Strange, Loki, Black Panther, Black Widow, Captain America, Hawkeye, and countless others. Uh, They had recently covered that more progress was being made on the Paris and now more stuff to look forward to if you're in that area.
1: Which I think is, I should turn my mic back
0: Probably. on. Probably. Right? <laughs> Probably a good Which
1: idea. I think it's cool that they're bringing it to different locations. It's a shame that they're not bringing it to Florida, though. I, I mean, know. Florida is the one area that you've got a surplus of real estate.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, and you, you're, you, get, you, you get your biggest crowds in mm-hmm. Florida, too. Right. So... I don't know why they're holding off on doing it in Florida.
0: I'm I'm guessing probably within a couple of years, you'll probably see.
1: See, I it think what they need there to too. do is they need to come out with like their Adventureland park and break off Star Wars and Marvel. Mm, I could see that. You know, all the all the action movies Break that off into their own. Well, park and there. really,
0: that could be what Hollywood Studios becomes. Yeah, that's really, and that's really what
1: it's going towards, right?
0: Because you have Star Wars, because that's you know, because you have Star Wars, you know, you have Galaxy's Edge in in California, and it kind of it doesn't really go, but it goes. But then you know, in in Florida, it makes sense where.
1: Well, the problem it is, is they <laughs> they're spreading it out over multiple parks though, because they're putting right. the the guardians of the galaxy
0: right that's weird that that's in epcot like that shouldn't that That should have also been but i don't know
1: then nobody would go to epcot they'd all go to (laughs) studios which is nice because studios has been neglected for a long time
0: right it's nice that studios is finally getting uh you know it's it's well deserved you know exactly Thing. so yeah
1: So anyway, but we're not getting any of that stuff in Florida, so we're going to have to book the European trip and and go to Paris after it's done.
0: Well, maybe if it's done by next year, then we can go for my birthday.
1: Maybe we could. Hmm. Happy birthday. You're old.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That was mean. Well,
1: it's a major accomplishment, so we're going to go to Europe for it everything's old and you are right at the old country
0: then i'm really young compared there to. there you go
1: see that's to <laughs> make you feel better
0: thing. i'm young compared to how old things are over there that's, great there Thanks. you go
1: that's nice. what i was going for See, <laughs> <save>? nice save there <laughs> nice one <laughs> well that's all we had for our disney detective we'll be back in a minute with our tales from the edge of the galaxy For seven years, the Second Sith Empire has been the premier community guild in the online game Star Wars The Old Republic. With hundreds of friendly and helpful active members, a weekly schedule of nightly events, annual guild meet and greets, and an active community both on the web and on Discord. The Second Sith Empire is more than your typical gaming group, This week at our Tales from the Edge of the Galaxy, a Star Wars original trilogy actor is officially filming his franchise return. Inside the Magic tells us that Anthony Daniels' beloved protocol droid, C-3PO, has been a fan-favorite Star Wars character for four decades, ever since he first appeared in George Lucas's Star Wars Episode IV, A New Hope, alongside Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, and Han Solo. Built by Anakin Skywalker, his, he, uh, best friends with R2-D2 and the bane of Han Solo's existence, and ultimately, savior of the Resistance in the sequel trilogy's Episode Nine, Rise of Skywalker, 3PO is, an iconic, is as iconic as they come. Now, Daniels is seemingly officially reprising his role for a new Star Wars project, according to the Star Wars Newsnet Twitter post. While the article accompanying the post indicates that Daniels is working on a droid story, which is reportedly set to be an animated series featuring a new Star Wars hero guided by R2-D2 and C-3PO, it's also possible that he could be working on scenes for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Online reports have indicated that C-3PO and fellow droid R2-D2 will appear in the show set approximately a decade after the prequel trilogy's conclusion, Star Wars Episode III, Revenge of the Sith. Both Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen are reprising their roles in the Deborah Chow-directed Disney Plus original series. Whether Daniels is assisting animators for a droid story, or secretly working on Obi-Wan Kenobi, The fact remains that the actor seems to be making his official return to the Star Wars franchise. And that's something all Star Wars fans can get excited about. If you're a 3PO fan, are you a 3PO fan?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, I was more of an R2 fan.
0: I don't think, you know.
1: I didn't dislike 3PO. Right. He was just a little too uppity for me.
0: Right, you know, but it's it's nice that. You know, the two of them have been in all of the movies. They've, you know, kind of made their way. They're that, like, constant
1: right, right.
0: stream, you know, well, that kind of connects everything.
1: Lucas had even described the fact that their purpose in the movies really was to kind of be the narrator's mm-hmm. the pulse of the audience. To right. give you that audience perspective on things.
0: Right. And you know what? It's amazing that after 40-plus years... He can still get into... Yeah,
1: well, he doesn't always get into it now, though. (laughs) Right. you know, sometimes it's animated and sometimes it's...
0: Right, but the fact that, you know, it's such a fitted costume, it's not like, all right, well, I'm just going to lend my voice or, you know, have it be somebody else. The fact that it's, you know, for the most part, him still getting into it and that he's still so connected to it and so beloved yeah. you know really and at, that's at the that thing. part like, of
1: it you know a lot of actors struggle with being typecast for mm-hmm. a specific role and this is right. one that he's embraced yes to the nth degree mm-hmm. um even when we saw uh, he had uh, narrated or hosted Star MC, Wars and Star concert. Wars in concert yeah. He embraced it for that. Mm-hmm. He had the golden, you know, jacket, suit jacket. And, right, right. You know, and he really, he, he is the character. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's difficult to separate the man from the machine in this case. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so to have him come back. Because, we you know, we got our two back in, in Mando, the season finale of Mando. Yep. So we definitely. That the was, droids
0: are, you know, alive and well in that. Universe. Exactly. So
1: exactly. So it is nice to see. Uh, nice to see a return. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, this week we have uh, an article about the galactic star boondog I mean, star cruiser. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> How do you really feel about it? That's <laughs>
1: so. <laughs> Hey, what can I say? I'm, I'm honest, if nothing else. Yeah, yeah. So guests aboard the Galactic Star Cruiser Halcyon will use their data pad, part of the Disney, Park, uh, Disney Play, part of the Disney Play Disney Parks app.
0: Say that five times fast. Wow, that was tough. <laughs> Can't even say it once.
1: <laughs> they'll be doing it for many things, but they'll also be managing the itinerary, which is now available. Guests scheduled to depart on select March dates can now view the itinerary, a map of the ship, and more. The new events tab on the left features Star Cruiser information. As we have not yet boarded the Halcyon, not all features are available though. Unscheduled activities show up in blue and may be automatically scheduled 30 days prior to your arrival. Check-in is scheduled from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m., during which time a lunch buffet is served. Overlapping with a buffet is time to explore the star cruiser, a data pad orientation, and the galactic social. Much like actual cruises, a ship muster takes place that afternoon, followed by a captain's reception. Dinner is served that evening, in the Crown of Corellia dining room, featuring a performance from Gaia. An evening of games is on the schedule for the first day, from Sabacc lessons to a Star Cruiser exclusive game called Sector Set. A special Chandrila line, Starline star show will take place as the Halcyon nears Bespin. That almost makes me think of the... Uh, uh, The water pageant, almost.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That that type of thing. (laughs)
0: There's going to be a special little show that flies (laughs) by. Yeah, yeah.
1: The next morning guests can choose from a breakfast buffet or a grab-and-go breakfast before transport for a planetary excursion to Batuu. Damn,
0: Skippy, I'm having the breakfast buffet. Right, I am grab-and-go. not doing grab-and-go unless I'm grabbing and going like 20 of them.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for what I paid? Yeah, sorry. <laughs>
1: uh, droid racing, a Sabacc tournament, model ship building, a Porg detection drill, and a you-know-your-co-pilot game are all options for afternoon activities. Dinner service at the Crown of Corellia Dining Room, because they only have one restaurant, features a taste around the galaxy, followed by a Halcyon Star Cruiser celebration, and sweets and treats in the late evening. On day three, guests will be offered a choice of a breakfast buffet or a grab-and-go breakfast, followed by getting kicked off the ship. This two-night adventure could be yours for the low, low price of only $6,000 for a family of four. <laughs> um, if I was unimpressed with what I saw so far, as far as the room service and room sizes and all that, this itinerary leaves me even less impressed. They're going to teach me how to play Sabak. That's the interactive part of what they have here. This is pretty lame. It's uh, the worst part is the more information they release, the lamer it gets.
0: And maybe it's also one of those things where hey, here's this itinerary, but there's all this other stuff that's going on that's not part of You're such you know, an
1: optimist. You really are. I'm just <sighs> I'm trying here. I'm. 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 There's not six thousand dollars worth. There's not. There's not two thousand dollars worth. I'd spend about fifteen hundred dollars on what they're offering, mm-hmm. and that's a lot for two nights.
0: Oh, absolutely. Okay? Well, and that's the thing is, especially when you think about what an actual cruise that goes someplace. Exactly. What you can get for six thousand dollars, and what you're getting here it's it's this is, laughable this it is really a six thousand
1: dollar LARP event is what this is that's really and I honest. can go
0: LARPing for a heck of a lot less than six 000. I
1: know we saw on Hawkeye that we can go LARP in the park
0: <laughs> Hawkeye I'll come Yeah, if ha- Hawkeye wouldn't that's come that's right that for would be awesome like, LARPing with freaking like, Hawkeye like for six thousand dollars I want like three Star Wars celebrities there.
1: Yeah, it should be Star Wars weekends.
0: Right. It it that's really why I what... should be
1: walking out of there for $6,000 with a, like a full stormtrooper set of armor on mm-hmm. me when I walk out of there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It should uh, include
1: it's... building my lightsaber. It should include building my droid.
0: Right. No I shouldn't have to pay for anything
1: else right. because It's $6,000 for two nights. Yeah, I don't know. I <sighs> it's 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 asinine that they're even asking that
0: I'd feel bad for the people I get yeah, feel bad but I don't feel bad for people if it's something where after six months the price gets dropped. Dramatically, right, right, and then I'd feel bad for those people that I want to be the first. See, you know, I like I, know, feel, cause but I feel because the people that bad, did it
1: first I, are the stupid rich people,
0: right? And that's the thing. That's why I'm saying I'm like I feel bad, but I, but then again, I, I don't like. Did you mortgage your kids to go, or do you just have that much money where oh, oh right. six thousand dollars is nothing? Right, it's like
1: it's a drop in the bucket for me.
0: Right, you. like I there's a friend of mine on Facebook who she happens to be going because a cast member got a free trip. So and that's the other thing too is how many of the first group of people that are going right aren't paying well, for it the because if they're you're going.
1: And you're paying for it. You're stupid enough to get ripped off, right? I don't feel any any ounce of sympathy for you whatsoever. But
0: I'm sure you know there are so many people that have gotten press passes for sure. it, and yeah. the cast members or want a trip. And hey, you know or, what? If yeah. You
1: can get if you can get it for free. Get one over on Disney anytime you yeah. can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But
1: that itinerary is a joke. Yeah.
0: So it, it'll be interesting once because again, now we're a month away what it's actual and then i think one of the articles that i saw showed some like behind the scenes photos and they basically just have this box truck and that's the transporter Mm -hmm. so that you know, when you get on it, I'm sure inside it's decked out where it looks like it's a, a you know, a, a, tra- a transport ship. But on the outside,
1: it's just this white I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I would not so be it was surprised. So it's just
0: like, what's that? And, and they kind of figured, all right, that has to be. And that, you know, where the the driver sits, you can't see the driver. So they're just in a regular bus driver uniform. So it's kind of like, all right, I'm just on a box truck. Like oh, yeah, I don't yeah. know, it doesn't. There's nothing that's enticing that us sounds, to, to do it. That
1: sounds about what I'd expect because that's really all it is. It's a big giant facade. Everything right. is a facade. There isn't anything legitimate behind any of this. Right. It's a it's smoke and mirrors to to steal your wallet. Hmm. Hey, look at this really cool lightsaber over here. While they're picking your pocket over yeah, here, that's all yeah. this is. So. Anyway, I'm sure we'll be we'll be reporting on actual st- uh, guest stays and and stuff like that mm-hmm. as it as it opens up. So yep, we will see. That's all we had for our tales from the edge of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back in a minute with our entertainment news of the week.
0: Insights into Teens, a podcast series exploring the issues and challenges of today's youth. Talking to real teens about real teen problems. Explore issues from braces to puberty, social anxiety to financial responsibility. Each week, we talk about the topics concerning today's youth. We look at how the issues affect teens, how to cope with these issues, and how parents, friends, and loved ones can help teens handle these challenges. Check out our video episodes on youtube.com/backslash insights into things. Catch our audio versions on podcast.insightsintoteens.com, or on the web at insightsintothings.com.
1: For Entertainment News.
0: So this story comes from the Hollywood Reporter, and former Disney CEO Bob Iger, in his first interview since stepping away from the executive chairman of the company, discussed the fate of movie theaters, competing with Netflix, and yes, the metaverse in a conversation with the New York Times Kara Swisher. He says, because I'm not working for Disney, I'm liberated. I can say anything about anybody, he joked during the conversation, adding that he was uh, reluctant to single anyone out. However, he did have frank thoughts on the fate of movie theaters, which he believes will be permanently altered by the pandemic and the rise of streaming services. He said, I don't think it's the death of theatrical movies. I think it is in a severe, it is severe... Injury uh, that maybe doesn't heal, not a f- not fatal to some. Um, he said that, adding that the consumers will be much more discerning about what movies they want to see out of the home. He said, I think what you are going to see is far fewer films released for the big screen. Iger also addressed the rise of streaming and the push to get Disney into the space with Disney+. Plus. But he also discussed an uh, epiphany that he had regarding Netflix, which at one point had the streaming rights to Disney films. He said they were helping to build the platform on the back of our movies. They deserve a lot of credit. He said, I woke up one day and thought, we're basically selling nuclear weapons technology to a third world country, and now they're using it against us. So... Iger and Disney took back those rights and sought to create a new war chest of IP. And when Rupert Murdoch called Iger and discussed selling Fox's entertainment assets, Iger knew that the deal would be necessary to be competitive in a streaming space. He said, I was thinking at the time, knowing that we're going to launch Disney plus and enter the streaming business. And this, if we had national geographic and the simpsons and avatar and the whole library that we would have a scale to compete but he also expressed pessimism about big technology companies successfully competing with firms like disney despite their significant income investment in content he said there's no question that deep pocketed technology companies, Apple being a great example and Amazon being another, have figured out that if they have great intellectual property, if they can get great stories, it'll help their business. He goes, I don't want to suggest that Apple or Amazon's entertainment divisions are loss leader businesses, but they are in those businesses for other reasons. But as the tech world shifts towards the next phase of the internet, which some are calling the metaverse, and what Iger calls Internet 3.0, he believes that Disney has a critical piece of the puzzle. He said to survive an Internet 3.0 world, you need to have some really compelling intellectual properties. I think that Internet 3.0 will definitely be a more compelling experience, certainly more immersive And dimensional, there will be a lot to think in terms of a future, call it a metaverse. I don't think there will be one metaverse, it'll be dispersive. You may have an avatar that you can go all over the place, and I think that it will likely to develop into something real as an experience however he acknowledges that the toxic culture on platforms like twitter and facebook could only become worse in the hypothetical future he said i'm thinking about telling my kids that they should think about creating technology tools for modernizing behavior in internet 3.0 Something Disney should think about as it talks about creating a metaverse themselves is moderating and monitoring behavior. As he discussed his final board retreat where the Hollywood reporters Kim Masters reported that he implored those in attendance to not become too uh, um, reliant. Thank you. Sorry, reliant on data. His successor, Bob Iger, has learned, leaned on data for his decision making through a memo earlier this month that talked about the storytelling experience. That was one of the, the stories we talked about uh, the other uh, a couple of weeks ago. And is that in a world of business that there's a wash with data and it is tempting to use data to answer all of your questions, including creative questions. But he urges everybody not to use it. Um, Acknowledging the accuracy of the comments to Swisher, Iger explained on expanded, I'm sorry, on those thoughts saying that while it is useful to find out what people like about something after the fact, creative decisions still need to be made based on some level of uh, instinct if we had tried to mine all the data that we had at the time to determine whether we should make a superhero movie that was about an authentically Afro-futuristic world with a black cast, the data would have said not to do it and Black Panther would have never been made.
1: And, you know, he he hits on a number of interesting insights here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the one where he talks about Netflix taking their intellectual property <laughs> as being selling to a third world country. Right. That was a conscious decision that Disney made because yeah. they saw dollar figures.
0: Right. Because they didn't they
1: didn't have a platform to release it right. on. They were still releasing all their stuff selectively through their Disney Vault program right. on DVD. Right. And Netflix came and offered them a boatload of money. And, and it they was like, took hmm,
0: it. okay. Right. Yeah.
1: So it, Yeah, you were selling nukes to a third world country because you were a bunch of money grubbing people that wanted Mm -hmm. the the cash for it. Right, right. You know, had you taken a step back and been innovative, and
0: decided to start something and and build something,
1: waited two years, build out your own thing, and then put it out there, then you could have capitalized on all of it. Mm -hmm. But instead, they wanted their cake and they wanted to eat it too. Well,
0: and also at the time, Netflix was. You know, back in the day, you were actually getting DVDs in the mail. Right, that's true. So that was probably, it was just, you know, at that point, probably Disney didn't want to deal with that part of it. But as Netflix, you know, went to the streaming, yeah, that's when they realized, oh.
1: His take on the metaverse, though, is funny because meta just took a huge uh, drop in stock, Mm. so much so that. Uh, on paper, at least, Mark Zuckerberg lost about twenty billion dollars. Oh, in the, poor thing! The stock drop mm. based on their earnings because the first for the first time in the company's history, they had fewer people. They had a decreasing number of people using it on a daily basis. Mm. I don't know if this vision of the metaverse is really going to fly. It sounds a little too much Ready Player One style. Yeah, yeah. You know, f- futuristic to me. That I don't see that really being the direction that things like Disney are going to go.
0: But look at Wall-E. <laughs> like that's really where, you know, where Wall-E kind of goes, you know, like they put so much into a metaverse really, you know. So they they yeah, kind I of mean, see where it's going where they don't want to. And I understand do that. that. And, yeah. and
1: the fact that we've made movies about the direction that we're going. We've made movies about, you know, Robots that turn on us and kill everyone, too, and we're putting Hellfire missiles on drones. Yeah,
0: well, you know. So
1: we don't always learn our lesson. I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, But his take on movies.
0: I was just going to say the movies, because we have been talking about that for years, and especially with the pandemic. And, you know, now you're making it easier for people that... Don't live near a movie theater because there are people that have to travel an hour or two hours to sure, get to yeah. a movie theater. And now you're giving them that experience. So now you're opening
1: up. Well, and the, to... the going to a movie theater has its own drawbacks. Mm-hmm. There's cost. There's convenience. Right. You know, it got to the point where movie theaters started putting in the reclining chairs because that's what everyone had in their home theaters, right? To try to compete with home theaters, which I thought was hilarious,
0: right? But the thing is, but
1: people have home theaters at home, right? You can watch a movie on a you know a seventy inch, seventy five inch, four K TV mm-hmm. with. You know, surround sound, surround sound mm-hmm. and it's just like you're at the theater
0: and you can start the movie whenever you want to and
1: most importantly you can watch an avengers movie and pause it, <laughs> and to, go pause to, the bathroom. it to go
0: to the bathroom and not have to miss credits or any right and i can go scene. get my
1: own snacks i'm not paying ten dollars for a soda and right. you know, i'm not getting marked up so there's a lot of appeal outside of the pandemic mm-hmm. for me to watch movies at home
0: absolutely
1: and it's going to take a lot for me to go watch a movie. There's only a few movies that I really, you really need to watch in a theater, right? And those movies look really good at home right now with mm-hmm. my TV and my surround sound and my comfortable chair. And so it's going to take a lot to incentivize me to go back into a the movie theater, right? Right. So I think he's, you know, he's got yeah, a couple it was, it was, there.
0: It, and that was kind of why I put this in because it was touching on so many different. Aspects that we've all been, you know, talking about over, you know, the, the past couple of years. Yeah, so.
1: and he's not a stupid man. Mm-mm. He's no. got enough experience under his belt. He's a very intelligent individual. And and he he can recognize the mistakes that he's made and and where he could have gone differently. Mm-hmm. And, and I have a respect for people that can recognize their mistakes and learn from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sadly, a lot of people can't. Yeah. Speaking of mistakes, (laughs) let's talk about some drama that happened on the masked singer.
0: So the masked singer judges Robin Thicke and Ken Jeong reportedly protested Rudy Giuliani's participation in the Fox competition series. So according to Deadline, the masked singer judges walked off the Fox set in protest last week after Donald Trump's personal lawyer was unmasked. The outlet reported that their co-stars, Nicole Schwitziger and Jenny McCarthy, uh, remained on stage to speak with the politician whose costume hasn't been revealed yet. Following a brief break, Thicke and Jung allegedly returned to the set and spoke with Giuliani. The upcoming season of The Masked Singer is themed The Good, The Bad, and The Cuddly, with contestants' costumes centered around one of the three descriptors. After news broke of Giuliani's reported participation on the competition series, celebs took to social media to express their disdain. This is an incredibly disturbing stunt, Two and a Half uh, Men's John Cryer tweeted. Rudy Giuliani helped to engineer a coup attempt. The producers of the show should be ashamed, added Zeth McFarlane. Anything for ratings, right? In January, Giuliani was subpoenaed by the House Committee investigating the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol. According to NBC News, the committee says Giuliani is one of the individuals who publicly promoted unsupported claims about the 2020 election and participated in attempts to disrupt or delay the certification of election results. This isn't the first time that the mass Singer has... Drawn backlash from their casting in March of 2020, the show was criticized when former Alaskan Governor Sarah Palin was unmasked as the bear.
1: Well, and see, stop I, doing that. I, I really need to turn that <laughs> mic on before I talk. Um, I think they hit on the on the head there. Anything for the ratings, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not a fan of the show myself. I don't. I don't watch the show, but. You know, kudos to these two judges for for standing, for standing up, up yeah. you know? Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say about it other than it was a really bad taste and a stunt is mm-hmm. what it was. Yeah. So that was all we had for our entertainment news this week. Yep. Uh, we'll be right back with our insightful picks of the week. go for your insightful pick
0: so my insightful pick is from netflix and it is getting curious with jonathan van ness so jonathan van ness lets curiosity lead the way while roving from snacks to wigs in his podcast spinoff chock full of experts and special guests the series is a spin off from the Queer Eyes Star's podcast of the same name in which Van Ness quite literally gets curious about a topic and then speaks to various guests about it. So Van Ness is clearly a star. The former hairdresser made uh, made their name when the extremely fun Gay of Thrones online recaps and went on to become part of the Fab Five on the updated and much improved Queer Eye Makeover series, which is always good for a cathartic cry and a renewed sense of faith in humanity. Vanessa is one of the participants often uh, who opens up to, usually while having their hair spritz. Uh, he's very amiable, uh, warm, and an impressive interviewer, and gives you the impression of someone who generally wants to listen and learn. Uh, they are also excitable. Uh, all of this sets up for a host of all sorts magazine show. The show kind of reminds me also of the Jeff Goldblum. Uh, the world according to Jeff Goldblum on Disney Plus, which is part of Nat Geo, where there's one topic and they kind of, he kind of explores it. So Jonathan, he's he's just a joy to watch in general. Um, but the shows they kind of go all over the place because the one episode was about bugs and. You know, and kind of giving you a little history on bugs. And then one was on snack foods and sugar and why we like sugary foods. And then one um, was on um, gender identity. So it went from, you know, bugs to gender identity, which was a really deep uh, conversation to to have with, with different individuals and different guests and stuff. Um, so, again reminded me very much of the jeff goldblum show there's only i think eight episodes in it i've only watched like four of them uh about half hour little shows but if you're a fan of queer eye you probably love jonathan so this would be something you know for for you to watch so
1: all right good pick thank you So my pick this week is The Walking Dead Origins on AMC. The Walking Dead Origins is a limited series of specials in the Walking Dead TV universe exploring the journeys of the series' most celebrated characters. Spotlighting Daryl, Carol, Maggie, and Negan each episode of The Walking Dead Origins charts the story of the zombie apocalypse from the point of view of a single character and features new interviews and narrations from the actors that portray these iconic characters interwoven with clips from the most pivotal moments of their journeys so far each episode will feature an exclusive sneak peek of season 11 as well accompanying each special will be a best of collection featuring fan favorite episodes for each character so the first one that we watched was the Daryl special and mm-hmm. It wasn't any groundbreaking new footage or anything like that of the right. character, but it was very interesting seeing the the actor who portrays the character actually walking you through the life cycle right, of Right, the evolution
0: character. of him, yeah.
1: And, you know, giving you insight to the emotions and the motivations and how they were feeling at a certain time and mm-hmm. how the character has changed. Now, a lot of that stuff is stuff you pick up watching the show, but hearing it from the actual person mm-hmm. who is the, the character was, I don't know, it was a, it was a very unique experience mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Typically when you see actors do interviews, they don't refer to themselves as the character, mm-hmm. but they kind of will talk about the character in a third person type of perspective. Mm-hmm. And this was almost like a psychoanalysis. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it
0: was very well done. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, it was very interesting. It was very insightful. Um, and it was interesting the, the parts of the overall story that they picked to highlight Mm -hmm. the pivotal moments in the character's history. Mm -hmm. Um, so we've watched one. We have two more to Mm -hmm. watch that are out. And then the, uh, the Maggie one is the last Mm -hmm. one. But, uh, Definitely enough to whet your appetite before it comes back, because it comes back this, this month?
0: Uh, Yeah, end of February it comes end of back. this so. month, so
1: it's kind of a nice to get you back into that swing, I think.
0: Yeah, and it was interesting, especially with the Daryl one, for anybody that's been watching it for however many, you know, for the so many years, is to see how his arc has totally shifted, because he was like this complete...
1: And to see how his hair has changed. <laughs>
0: See how young he was, yeah. and and how you know how he's aged. um You know, even just looking at Negan in the flashbacks and stuff, and it was like, wow, they, everybody's really changed so much. Yeah. So yeah, some of it's makeup, and some of it's you know prosthetic. And what's, and, what's funny yeah. is,
1: you know, I got in the Walking Dead. You got into late. it late and i started watching on you know, was it season 7 or right. or whatever and then i went back and i binge watched
0: everything from the beginning
1: everything from the beginning over the course of mm-hmm. about 2 months yeah which was a lot especially <laughs> the wandering season in the yeah woods. That yeah was that was a bad year <laughs> but um it was interesting because i could see that character development right. over that short span where I don't think I would have seen nearly and that kind of conversion, and over that, that was time. the
0: thing because for us watching this, we were watching it as two different. You know, you were watching it as somebody that, like, oh yeah, I remember seeing that. That all happened within, you know, the the two weeks that right. I watched it. Where for me, that was like three years worth. Right, right. Where I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, okay, you, you know, like stuff that I. I know happened, but I don't remember it as well as you do because yeah. you're more recent watching it, too. And that's what I watching see now, it watching too.
1: it is, God, they really drag things out. <laughs> like... <laughs> There's a story arc that takes an entire season that you could have got done in two episodes if you cut all the other wandering stuff right. out. Right,
0: right. Where like you, you don't have the same sympathy right. <laughs> because I had to go through all year and a right. half like, to I get to that, that. And watching
1: this show if I had to do that. Well,
0: and that's the thing too is there were a lot of people at certain points that gave up on the show that were diehards from the beginning and then certain things that happened. If
1: I had to go, and I think it was season three where it was the wandering one, if I had to go through that week to week and not have the story move at all, oh my God, I would have quit midway through that season Mm, and stopped watching because it was agonizing. The only way it made it even... Close to being bearable is that I got to get that entire season done inside of one week,
0: <laughs> and then to know that you had a better season. Yeah,
1: yeah. So anyway, so that's that's what um, I was watching recently was uh, Walking Dead Origins. Good on pick, AMC. So we'll be right back with our afterthoughts. So what do we have for afterthoughts, dear? So
0: uh, coming up the end of February, February 27th, is NerdFest, which is part of Jersey Shore comic book show. Uh, The event will take place at the Holiday Inn in Swedesboro, New Jersey, on February 27th. It'll be from uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Admission is $5. Kids 12 and under are free with a paying adult. There is free parking. They will be featuring artists, vendors, comics, anime, toys, Funkos, non-sports cards, crafts, Pokemon, cosplay, face painting, interactive activities, collectibles, and more.
1: Would more include a better website? Because their website <laughs> is a trash.
0: Yeah, their website is, is not...
1: This is oh, Yeah. Come on.
0: But guys. the the good thing is um their vendors are already sold out. There's no so that leads me to believe Good. Maybe
1: maybe if it's that successful they can pay some of the duties of the website for.
0: <them. laughs> well, maybe you can send them an email and say, "Hey.
1: Yeah.
0: Um they also have another one that we'll talk about probably in a couple of weeks uh that's in April. Okay. Uh so
1: what else? Yeah. We got one more. So
0: then, of course, your favorite
1: ZoloCon.
0: <laughs> and that is March uh 5th and 6th. Uh general admission on Saturday is $15 and $5 for children. On Sunday, general admission is $10 and children are free. See, I I went back and You're updated you that.
1: Clean that one up. Yes, good job.
0: Uh, this one is held in Warminster, Pennsylvania, at our f- one of probably our favorite locations for any. Event, uh, unfortunately, we've never gone to anything besides Zolocon here. Um, it is
1: the Fuge, yes. formerly Brewster Aviation. If you want to look that one up,
0: there you go. I knew you were going to be uh, a good source of information for that. A one. Historical
1: nerd, yes. yes. Well, I have an entire episode of Insights into History on it. So,
0: right, hey, Insights into History. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've, I've written it. I, I have to. I have to produce them now. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's all we had for today. Uh, Before we do go, I do want to bug you once again to subscribe to the podcast. You can subscribe to audio versions of this podcast listed as insights into entertainment. Video versions of all of our podcasts can be found listed as insights into things. We're on Pandora, Castro, Stitcher, Podbean, Buzzsprout, Amazon, iHeartRadio, etc., etc. I never get to the whole list. Yeah, I know. Uh, I would also invite you to email us or reach out to us, give us your feedback, give us your own conventions you want us to plug. You can email us at comments at insightsintothings.com.
0: You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com backslash insights underscore things.
1: We're on YouTube at youtube.com slash insights into things.
0: You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash insights into things podcast.
1: We are on Twitch five days a week streaming at twitch.tv slash insights into things.
0: You can find us on Instagram at Instagram.com backslash insights into things.
1: You can also find video versions. versions. Versions of this podcast, listed as podcast.insightsintothings.com.
0: And you can just go to our official website to find all of this information that we just went over at insightsintothings.com.
1: That's it. Another one in the books.
0: Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.